0: So we begin moving into seeing drawing and these next three days will be uh, a very straightforward uncomplicated affair so to say we'll spend time drawing the simplest most commonplace things of nature the things that we've looked at all of our life and the things that we may have eaten all of our lives but never really seen an orange a scallion an apple whole or bitten into a beet ginger tomato peppers whole and cut open leaves grass rocks tree bark, branches bushes in their midsummer garb flowers, roots once you start to draw, all of a sudden you begin to see again. Kind of like we've been blind for many years. How could we have ignored the beauty, the intricacies of these simple things? The convoluted network of the veins of a leaf for instance and its wonderful undulations the strength and intensity and delicacy of the branches that make up a bush the voluptuous curve or curves of a red pepper the unimaginable depth of form in a walnut or the slender, exquisite beauty of a scallion. You may find that your capacity for wonder is being restored with this, with new awe and or maybe renewed awe for the gift of seeing that may have been forgotten or maybe set aside we're reconnecting with nature and thereby reconnecting with ourselves while seeing while drawing a way of getting into intimate touch with the visible world around us and through that with ourselves and in a fairly short time you may begin to have an inkling, a sense of what seeing drawing might be. It's much more than drawing a picture. In fact, it's really not at all about drawing pictures. We could say that it's meditation in action on that which matters. An awakening from maybe many years of not seeing. From what someone called the coma of looking at. (laughs) And moving to the immediacy, the intimacy of seeing. It's as if the innocent eye of childhood is reawakened. You might remember the story I... Told about my grandson's beginner mind with the pine cone early on in this retreat. When the eye wakes up to see again, it suddenly stops taking things, taking anything for granted. The thing that we draw, be it a leaf or a mushroom. Summer tree branches, a beet, the bark of a tree trunk, a tomato, a foot, a face, is no longer a thing, no longer an object, no longer my object. And I am no longer the overbearing subject who objectifies things something else happens, or at least has the potential to happen. The split is healed. When we're really, truly seeing and drawing uh, a leaf, a flower, a moth, a branch, a foot, it's de-thingified, so to say. We're saying yes to its existence. By drawing it, we really dignify it. We declare it worthy of our total, complete attention. As worthy of our attention as you or I are ourselves. Simply because we and it are here worthy purely and simply for the sheer existence, for all of its and all of our sheer existence in this awesome mystery and miracle that we and all of it share. Sometimes thoughts and words can betray or twist And sometimes they can undermine the meaning and truth of things. The process of seeing drawing actually can't do this. The drawings are as direct and nakedly truthful as the movement of the hand that obediently just simply notes down what the eye perceives. Seeing drawing is about life, life in its fullness. About learning to see again. And thereby by being totally alive and fully aware. The quality of our perception changes with this seeing drawing. With nothing interfering between the eye and what it sees. It's as though every line, every dot goes through our whole organism. And so one is no longer the onlooker. Drawing the leaf, in a sense, I become the leaf. I don't feel separated from it. Drawing another yogi's face, another retreat participant's face. I become that person. I don't feel separated from the face, from that face. So we could say that this is really what scene drawing does. In a sense, you become what you draw. Unless you become it, you can't draw it. Another thing that happens with scene drawing is that we really begin to take delight, a pure delight in seeing. Anytime. For instance, the light over the mountains in the late afternoon. Maybe the next time you go shopping to the market, the cabbages and peas there, or peaches, or whatever it is. The people we see around us one artist said my eye was in love I had to celebrate this love and so I draw the experience of seeing drawing has nothing to do with fabricating a product seeing drawing is not devoted to self expression and even less actually to making art objects or to being creative we're experimenting with this in retrieving the lost art of seeing and then fusing seeing, drawing and meditation practice Seeing drawing actually isn't self expression. It's not I or me that's expressing itself. Rather, we could say the leaf or the tree branch or the bark or the tomato is allowed or invited to is- express itself by means of the I, heart, hand reflex. And when at those rare moments, when intense seeing turns into seeing drawing, we may then realize ourselves to be part of that creative process that unfolds unceasingly, unceasingly in nature and in all of the entire universe. These are really moments of grace. A thousand years ago or so, Chinese sage Wan Shi said, I and the 10,000 things are of one root. It's at such moments as these of grace when the looking at stops and firsthand direct seeing is happening. And it's then that the hand begins to obediently follow what the eye perceives. You'll be in very close contact with the innermost workings of life inside and around yourself. And when this this contact is clear and intense enough, you forget yourself. You're no longer in your own way, which so much of the time we're in our own way. Seeing drawing has, at that point then, begun to break through, we could say, to the artist within, to that innate creative capacity within. So this is really a very simple way really a very simple practice it consists of allowing the eye and heart to really be fully awake to life just as it presents itself uninterruptedly in its myriad manifestations so concentration mindfulness and discernment as we've been talking about in relationship to the subtle variations for instance of a particular bunch of delicate branches that make up the bush in front of your eyes or the delicate dry leaf or green leaf that's hanging there or maybe the small bunch of grass at your feet or the form of a pepper sitting on the table, or your bare foot. Apart from the mobilization of the eye, all that's needed is a drawing pad and a pencil, and to let the hand follow, whether exquisitely, whether stunningly, or awkwardly at first just to let the hand follow what it perceives and to keep doing this over and over and over again with eyes and mind and heart very wide open. So our scene drawing studio this morning is outside. Uh, just the other side of the concrete area where you've been doing <coughs> the chikong, uh, and there are chairs enough for everybody set around out there in strategic spots, uh, and you can move your chair a bit if you want to. And I have specific instructions. Um, I think I'll give them now, while we're all sitting close together, because the chairs are here and there. And then I will uh, probably repeat them in a very loud voice once we get out there, so you can all hear me. But I'd like to say them in a more normal voice up here, and it's being recorded as well. So, um. But first to say that... Uh, it's a, it's a nice day out. It's a little summery out there today. But we're going to be outside for a while. And um, it is coolish. So you need to be warm. So you don't have to worry about feeling cold. So if you need to put some warm clothes on before you go out, please do. And um, you need to bring... I hope everybody has a drawing pad. Is there anybody that does not have a drawing pad? one person I know you don't either no, I have. you have paper okay that's right you don't have pencils does everybody have drawing pencils I want you this morning not to use colored pencils, I have extra pencils. you good, good I have a few extra ones as well and I also have um, I, we, I think we asked you also to bring maybe pencil sharpeners but I have a, a handful of pencil sharpeners as well and a few extra pencils um So, warm clothes, drawing pad, pencils, and an open mind and an open heart. So, I'll give the instructions right now. Don't worry about trying to remember everything I say, because I will repeat them once we get out there. And today's session is really kind of an initiation uh, into this process of seeing, drawing, drawing and what, for some of you, may become an ongoing process or ongoing practice for you. And first I want to say, as I've said in a certain way, uh, we're not going to be quote-unquote creative today, because the word creative uh, has taken on quite a variety of sins, as someone said, meaning obstructive attitudes, and obstructive ways of engaging. So, as I said a few moments ago, those rare moments when a really connected, clear, and intense seeing turns into seeing-drawing, you might realize yourself to be part of that creative process that unceasingly unfolds in nature and in the whole universe. And these, as I said, are really moments of grace. So the instructions are to find a seat outside in one of the chairs that are set around. And you can move your chair a little bit uh, if you would like to. And then... uh, Sit down, relax, and let your eyes fall on whatever is in front of you. Now, in front of you might mean down on the ground. It might mean a few feet off the ground. It might mean a few more feet off the ground. You'll you'll find what what you're seeing. So letting your eyes really fall on what's in front of you might be a leaf, might be an area of a bush or a tree or the bark of a tree trunk, maybe some grass, dried weeds, flowers, a rock or a pile of rocks, or you'll see. (laughs) And really start to look at whatever it is with great interest and intensity. And staying very relaxed in the process. If you find yourself tensing up, like looking with a lot of tension in the body, close your eyes for a moment, relax, open your eyes, and look again. Really open yourself to it. And we'll take it in for about five minutes. And I have a the little tingsha bell, so I'll keep time for you. We'll really take it in with open eyes, open heart, for about five minutes and begin to really notice that it's not a flat shape whatever it is you're taking in with your eyes notice the details the hills, the valleys, the channels, the veins if it's a leaf notice the connections the relationships of stems and branches to each other for instance I talked last night a little bit about the sculptural process of everything's being interconnected is what is being seen. So noticing the connections. Notice the details and the subtleties of the shape of whatever it is is in front of you that you're taking in. Its edges, its breadth, how it bends. And then after about five minutes, we'll close our eyes. And in a very relaxed way, try to visualize what you've just been looking at so intently, while at the same time, holding your pencil loosely in your hand. And its point is just resting with ease on the paper, on the paper of your drawing pad. So we'll stay that way for about five minutes gently visualizing what you've been so intently taking in with your eyes, with your eyes open. And then we open our eyes. And as I said, I'll keep time with all this for you. Now then you open your eyes and let them focus again on the same thing that you had begun uh, seeing ten minutes before. And maybe you're no longer just merely looking at whatever it is. You very well may begin to really see it. Look it in the eye, so to say. Until you kind of, you feel it looking back at you. That's an interesting experience. Feel that you're alone with it on the earth that it's the most important thing in the universe at this moment. That it contains all the riddles of life and death, which actually it does, whatever it is. So you're no longer looking at it, you're seeing it. And keep your eyes riveted on the leaf or the grass or the branch or the rock, whatever it is. And let the point of your pencil start to glide on the paper. And feel as if the pencil point were caressing the contours of the leaf or the branch or the grass or the bark, etc. And that's an important piece. As though the pencil is caressing the contours, of what you're seeing don't press your pencil down keep your hand quite loose and quite free and the hand just slightly above the paper so you're not pushing down with your hand and you keep on caressing that contour without looking at the paper and the only person you're cheating if you're looking at the paper is yourself you're, you're not allowing yourself this amazing experience. So don't cheat yourself. We've cheated ourselves much too much in this life. Don't look at the paper. Important not to check the marks the pencil is making on the paper. This is really the first exercise we could say in coordinating the eye hand. And it it does do that. You keep doing it over and over. And something happens. A coordination begins to happen. So you just keep feeling the pencil point that is caressing the contour of what it is you're seeing. And we'll do this for 30 minutes or more. Continuing doing this caressing you become aware uh, that the contour that you're in contact with actually isn't confined to the outer edge of the leaf or the branch or the grass, etc. Everything's in relationship. So you begin to sense that as well. It'll seem as though your pencil has almost on its own been in touch with other, we could say, unsuspected contours that cross and are involved with whatever it is that you're seeing. So we follow the inner contours as well as the outer contours. You'll see how that happens. And the other may be closely related contours, however, as they strike you. And notice how your pencil, and you're not looking, you're feeling, sensing. Notice how your pencil climbs up and down the hills and the valleys. For whatever you're seeing and drawing, it's not a flat thing, as I've already mentioned. But it's a very living, undulating being. And lastly to say that your drawing may or may not turn out to look at all like what you are with. But for this exercise, please let go of your expectations, any expectations, of how the drawing of a leaf or a branch or whatever it is should look. No shoulds at all. and even if the drawing turns out not to look at all like the subject, I can promise you one thing. It will surely reflect some of the truth of it. And I really promise you that. It will. But you have to let go of your expectations of how it's supposed to look. It will quite surely reflect some of the truth of what it is that you're looking at, that you're seeing. The contours, the textures, the, it's a being as it isness. we could say, will be reflected. So, off we go. And uh, please get warm, some warm clothing if you need it. Uh, you definitely need to wear shoes out there. Rough ground out there, and uh, I'll meet you out there in a few minutes. And you can go once you just go out, find your seat. Don't try out this, that, this, that, this, that. (laughs) Everything out there is worthy of your sense, your seeing sense, and drawing. So just pick a seat and sit down.